2: You're listening to Sapnin' Podcast
0: Sapnin'
2: Sapnin' You're listening to episode 106 of Sapnin' Podcast With myself, Sean Smith And my good friend and co-host Morgan Richards, a.k.a. Mo Dick in the rap circles
1: Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards And we're going back to the roots Bloody Uh. roots of heavy
2: metal Ah, oh, jesus christ
1: <laughs> of all i knew
2: you were gonna go for that because it's the easiest one to go for right but to, uh anyway this week's guest as you might have seen if you don't know it's unbelievable this week is metal riff legend max cavallera
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think anyone was expecting this, but I'm absolutely living for it. So Max Cavalera, the Brazilian metal god and genius behind such iconic bands as Soulfly, Sepultura, Nailbomb, and so many Woo! others, is with us not only to look back and uncover brain-melting stories from his legendary career, but to tell us all about the return of his insane supergroup, Killer Be Killed.
2: Yes, what a group it is! It uh, features members of uh, Dylan's Escape Plan, Max, obviously from Soulfly. Uh, one of the guys from Mastodon, Troy, Troy and the dr- and the drummer from Converge. Mm. So what a bloody band! And the record is amazing. I've really, really enjoyed it. Gonna a good couple of listens over the couple of weeks since we spoke to Max. And um, yeah, it's just. This podcast keeps getting madder because we keep having people on that I never expect, right? Because, yeah. like, I kind of expect people in, you know, what used to be my scene when I was in the blackout or whatever. Like, I kind of expect those people to be up for it. But then when, when we get, like, these legends who want to come on and then like fucking next minute me and you are on (laughs) like face-to-face Zoom call with Max Cavalera the (laughs) that's mental (laughs) like it's literally bonkers and yeah we've just done another one recently and again it's just I can't believe they they want to talk to us I can't believe so again thank you very much to um, Emma Van Dyts for sorting out Max we really really enjoyed it he was awesome and um, one of the maddest things we' ever find out is Max has never owned a mobile phone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah So he, what a chat.
1: he's going to get into that and it's such a funny and hilarious and insightful conversation and as Sean said things just keep going madder and I'm absolutely love every second of it but of course Killer Be Killed I've just released their second full length studio album titled Reluctant Hero available now on Nuclear Blast so go and check that out pick up a copy if you haven't already I know when you say the members of the super group it's hard to imagine what the hell this band is going to sound like because all their other projects are so different from each other but trust me i've listened to it a bunch as well it's insane it works beautifully they complement each other with all the different elements and max is going to tell us how really this project came all about anna's return including his last four decades of insane road stories His friendships with everybody from Lemmy to Fred Durst, Corey Taylor, Chino from Deftones. His passion for metal after all these years. Incorporating his family, Brazilian tribal sounds, his dreadlocks. And the answer to one rumour I was desperate to ask him. So it's going to blow you away. Who the hell thought Max Cavalera would be a guest on Sapling Podcast? Not
2: me. Not me. Not me, but here we are. Thank you very much to Max Cavalier. It was such a real good chat and it was so nice to see him and speak to him and I kind of had crossed paths with him before. I think it was 2007 Puckle Pop in Belgium. Uh, the Blackout were playing and Soulfly were playing. And the Blackout had played earlier in the day so the boys in the band had been consuming alcohol all day. So Bob and Gavin were a little bit tipsy by the time we were watching Soulfly. So we watched Soulfly for like from the front or whatever. And then as they finished, like we, we went backstage past them and Gavin was so drunk. He was determined to get Bob a photograph with the guitarist from soul <laughs> flight. Right. And Bob, Bob liked him, but it wasn't to the point where like, oh, I need a photo with him. Yeah. But Gavin was determined. So Gavin's blood no, runs up to him. From, like from behind as he's walking away with his guitars he's walked off stage this fella's played a whole gig with a backpack on as well now by the way <laughs> Gavin runs up to, we have a photo my friend so then there's an awkward photo somewhere of Bob with a guitarist from Soulfly and neither of them want to be in that photo <laughs> um, but they were awesome that time but yes check out Killer Be Killed check out Soulfly if because I know some people listen to this would have never heard Soulfly check out Sepultura if you've Never Heard Sepultura It's mental. I'm just just absolutely chuffed with it. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Max. Fucking brilliant. Thank you very much to his son for sorting out the uh, Zoom call for (laughs) us as well. Yeah,
1: but just before we get into the thick of it, uh, just a couple of things we want to mention. Of course, if you're new to listening to this, then please subscribe, wherever, and give us a follow on the social media pages at Pod on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Yes, that's at s a w p e n i n p o d. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D.
1: A lot of people have been tagging us in their Spotify. Uh, is it Discovery? Recovery? It's not recovery, is
2: it? If I just it's me- surely a sp- Spotify playlist of the year or something. Something
1: like that. Know. And it's been really, really nice to see people tagging us in as their top listened to podcast of 2020. So thank you to everyone who has. Uh, if you have a look at your Spotify end of year playlist thing and find out where in it as well give us a tag give us a follow and send us any suggestions of other guests you'd like us to talk to in the future we're up to we're up to expanding the boat and seeing who else we can get on this mad mad journey and uh, please go and check out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin if you've enjoyed any of these conversations over the last two years there's a wonderful community that's come out of it we've made some great friends and you get a lot of bonus content too, so go and check it out. If you've listened to
2: 10 episodes of Sapling Podcast or more, it is now on you to sign up to the Patreon for at least the minimum tier. Because 10, if you work out 10 podcasts, that's at least 10 hours of content, consense, content and nonsense, which I've trademarked, so don't try and use. You know, that's like 20 albums. So... Least you could do is, you know, chuck us a coffee between me and Morgan. (laughs) Let me and Morgan sip a cup between us, please. Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Tidy. Also, um, my new band uh, Raiders. If you check us out on Raiders UK on your streaming platforms, we have four songs released at the moment. They are called Wasting Away, Destructobot, I Still Function, and Unnecessary Vs, and also today this friday the day this comes out we have a pre-order up for a new long sleeve hoodie which you can check out at raidersbanduk.bandcamp.com and if you if you're thinking about buying any of the music now is the day to do so if you're listening to this on friday december the 4th because it's bandcamp friday which means bandcamp are waving 100 percent of their royalties and giving all money to the artists. So if you, not just my band, if you, like any band, any band whatsoever in the world, find out if they have got a band camp. And today is the date to support them, December the 4th. Friday, December the
1: 4th. Well said, Sean. Well said. Because thanks, Bob, Because, thanks. you know, we do need to give more attention to the fact that, you know, Bands are struggling to make money, especially in the current climate of not being able to tour. So, Bandcamp Friday is a is a great way to do that. But with everything said, shall we get into this wonderful conversation with the hilarious, inspirational, and mad bastard that is Max Cavaliera of Soulfly, Killer Be Killed, and everything else?
2: Yes, yes, we should <laughs> go. Go now. happening.
1: Sapnin. Sapnin.
0: (laughs) Sapnin.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Wow. Yes.
1: Awesome. This
2: week's guest is heavy metal legend, guitarist, singer, songwriter, member of Soulfly, previous member of Sepultura. And the reason we are here today, one of the frontmen of the awesome metal project, killer be killed ladies and gentlemen max cavalera yes Yes!
0: how y'all
1: doing good we're good much better for seeing you yeah Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time
0: yeah yeah it's my pleasure um i hope you guys are doing uh where where are you located at right now wales yeah yeah we're in wales yeah okay yeah i have good memories of wales i recorded chaos ad there
2: yeah oh. yeah um and yeah benji webb from skin dread is uh lives not far from us as well so oh, okay quite close. See him,
0: say hi tell him hi yeah
2: <laughs> yeah no i will i will um yeah how how are you how have you been
0: i'm good man you know uh, with, with everything that's going on trying to stay as busy as as possible you know very excited of course for killer bq dropping the record next week I'm also doing this uh, thing I do on the side called Max Tracks, which is just riffing. You know, I do this every Tuesday and Saturday from my couch, uh, live on Facebook, and it's just fun playing metal riffs and then t- telling stories to the fans about those those crazy riffs. Yeah, that's that's
2: awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know you were doing that. So that's well, Tuesday and Saturday you say, is it?
0: Every Tuesday and yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's, uh, Tuesday Saturday is like around 2 o'clock our uh, time, Phoenix, Arizona time. And it's very punk rock, like uh, no production. It's just my wife with a cell phone. I'm sitting <laughs> in a couch with my like, guitar and I'm showing the riffs that I created in, in all those 30 years. So it's everything from Roots to Jump the Fuck Up to Arise. So it's a big uh, it's a big collection of different ideas and I tell stories of funny stories all that uh, events that happened in my life you know all, everything from you know uh, pissing off Lemmy to puking on Eddie Vedder you know everything goes <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hold I don't hold nothing back it's I throw it all out there <laughs> what, wait a minute, what, yeah, what we've, we, 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 yeah we've got what to what please please <laughs> tell us about
1: Lemmy I mean what what, what happened there uh, uh, well
0: Lemmy was was uh when we first met i was in this i was Sepultura first tour 89 and we were in london and we went into a club i forgot the name of the club but lemmy was there playing his little machine video thing you know and and then of course we being this you know fans of motorhead i went past through him you know so i was like hey man i'm from brazil and i love motorhead and i love you lemmy you know after of course i Took some liquid courage to approach him, you know. I was a little
1: bit,
0: <laughs> a little bit buzzed, a little drunk. For so finally, he had enough of me, so he poured his whole whiskey on my head, like, Leave me alone, uh... kid. you know. <laughs> but to me, that was amazing. I was like, I went back to the table with the Sepultura guys and I told them, I just been baptized, brothers. He just, <laughs> this is my baptism, you know. I, yeah, so, I don't think I washed my hair for a week. I left the whiskey in my hair, you know, I let the smell of the the whiskey in my hair for a whole week. We became friends after that, we toured together, and he was always always very nice, very cool to me, man. You know, I really uh, always look up to him.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's an amazing story. Did you ever
1: tell him that story about when you were a kid, meeting him for the first time? Uh, Yeah, because we toured together again uh,
0: later on, and I was doing a Kerrang for the shoot. You know, on my crazy idea i was was I was drinking again, and I had a bottle of wine with me, and I was throwing wine everywhere you know during the photo shoot and I think it kind of pissed him off a little bit, so I mentioned, yeah, hey, I'm the kid that was pastoring you a couple of years ago, you know and uh, and he said to me, well, you haven't changed
1: you're <laughs> <laughs> no, still, still
0: pastoring me man you know but uh it was it was it was it was fun it was fun, uh, really. Um, a person I look up to my whole life, and we actually—I cover one of his songs, "Orgasmatron." It was a big hit for Sepultura in the uh, in the in the '90s. Big song for us. It got us to win an MTV award in Brazil. So we have one of those little astronaut statues. That my son actually stole it from me and took it to his house. It's it's his now. So. But uh, yeah, so many good things came out of that of that friendship, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, it's such a weird time in the world now, not being able to go out and tour, play shows, meet fans and stuff. But on some level, is it quite nice that, because you're home so much now, that you have this kind of time to reflect on the last 36 years and all these wild stories and adventures you've had in your career?
0: Well, the, the cool thing about, uh, about this time right now at home is that I actually... First, I spent my first birthday at home in 25 years. Wow. wow. So every other wow. birthday has been on the road. You know, the last one was Serbia. The year up before that was Poland in a big Polish festival, the Woodstock of Poland, whatever. But uh, it felt great to be at home for the first time. But also doing the max tracks, it made me also realize uh, how cool some of those songs were, especially the old stuff. And hopefully that eventually it will influence my writing for the future records coming up. I'm working right now on the new Soulfly with my son Zion. He lives here. So we go to jam two, three times a week. It's just me and him jamming, making noise. And uh, and I like a lot of the spirit of the song. There's kind of like a, a rebellious, almost like punk spirit in a lot of the songs, which is not really about the technical aspects, but about the brutal which is, to me, is the, the the essence of rock and roll. People forget that, man. Rock and roll is supposed to be pissed off. It's supposed to be rebellious. You know, it's not supposed to be technical and pretty. It's supposed to be fucked up. You know, so I love that, and I try to bring that to hopefully to the next records I'm gonna make. But I, I'm, you know, Killer BQ comes out next week. We work on that for six years, which is a long time. Mm. I never work on a record for this long. And, uh, and I'm very proud of the record. I think it's, it's it's cool, and I you know I love the guys in the band. I'm a fan of the of their stuff. You know, I love I love Mastodon, Dillinger Escape Plan, and Converge. So to, to play with my I get to play with you know some some of my, my heroes that also happen to be my friends. Um, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. So it was really fun to to make this killer BQ record. Really, I, I really enjoy it very much, and you know, looking forward to be released next week and hopefully next year. Go back to tour, man, you know, like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll cast, never, yeah, I'll never take for granted being on the stage again. When Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't feel like being here right now. I could be, I could be doing something else, you know, I that would never happen to me again. I will I worship every stage. I'd be part of it from, out, from now on, you know. Yeah, oh, I know that feeling, yeah. So much, you know.
2: Yeah, well, um, yeah. We should explain to um, listeners for anybody who doesn't know, Killer Be Killed. Um, you guys started in two thousand and eleven, and you are a well, you're a super group. It's a super metal group. The fantastic Max Cavalera, and then we've got Troy of Mastodon, Ben who plays drums for Converge, and Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan. So what an unbelievable lineup! Can you just tell us how how did that even happen? How did how did those worlds come together?
0: Yeah, and in, in theory, in, in, in fact, I think if you put those names on paper, it should not work, man. <laughs> it couldn't. It's an absolute atrocity that those guys are going to get together and something good going to come out of this, which is part of the magic of it. Is it, it is really quite unbelievable that being so different from each other, we actually find find a common ground in, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the metal world that allow us to create these records you know but it's 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 cool i mean i talked to greg a lot and he has this he told me that the the feeling that he gets from killer bq is the same feeling that he had when he was 16 years old playing on his first band you know and i think that's awesome because i feel somewhat similar to that killer bq is a is a a breath of fresh air in, in my life in my career and it does have a lot of surprises, like r- real, real cool. Whoa, I can't believe I actually, we just made this song and you get, you're hugging each other, you know, like, it's fun. It's fun. It's like a, a pure, pure feeling of being part of something uh, very special that shouldn't work, but it worked. Somehow we make it work. Um, apart from that, there's a little bit of a, uh, it's, it's a bit like a, like a friendly competition between us. One trying to outdo the other without being too brash, but check this riff out, man. Ah, I got this sick riff. And then Greg's like, oh, I got another one. Check this one out. Oh, okay. All right. And then Troy's like, I have one. Check this <laughs> <laughs> And the same goes with the vocals. When we start putting vocals on top of the things, you know, like we try to outdo each other. Um, so it becomes this quite amazing friendly competition. I was watching this uh, Wu-Tang Clan documentary, and they talk about this. They all fighting each other friendly, but they're such good rappers and they're all really battling each other. And, and and the final result is fucking amazing because of that, you know? So I think we bring that kind of same mentality into Killer BQ, which is uh, not, really, not really common in metal to have that. So I think it's cool that we have that in, in this group and um, it, it makes it for a really fun result you get something really good out of it because everybody's bringing the best that they can bring it uh to the table um uh, and, and for me it's really fun because i'm used to be center in soulfly in sepultura I was always the you know the main guy yeah i don't have to do that in killer v it's kind of i'm on the side now sometimes just watching and jamming with the guys and just feeling it feeling the music some songs i only sing two lines man and i'm cool with it it's okay I don't need the attention. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, um. Yeah.
2: How did, like, whose idea was the band originally? Did, like, one of you call, did, like, you call Greg or Greg Ring Round or how did yeah, it come Greg, about?
0: Greg called, it was, we just done a song together on Soul Flies, um, Omen record. It was a song called Rise of the Fallen and Greg killed it on the vocals. It came out great. So, I don't have a cell phone and I never had one. I still don't have one, but he got my wife's cell phone number. And a week after that, he called her, you know, and again, I talk to Max and said, like, Hey, how you doing, man? I, we should make a, we should make a, a project together. Like your nail bomb thing that you had in the nineties, you know? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not really looking for another thing. I already have Soulfly and Cavalera. Um, So I'll, I'll get back to you later. And then the next week he called me again, and he kept pestering me. So finally I was like, "Okay, man, I give up. Let's do this fucking project." <laughs> yeah, if it means really you stop phoning me. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you stop calling, I'll make the project. You
1: know.
0: <laughs> um am glad that he did because it became, it started as something that was supposed to be, like a nail bomb, but it turned into something totally different with a super group kind of thing. When we got Troy in the band and and Troy was funny because I met Troy in Mexico during a festival and I came up to him and I say, nice to meet you, I'm Max Cavalera and I think we're in a band together, you know? (laughs) 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 That's amazing, that's the best. Yeah, that's the best introduction moment. ever yeah. yeah surreal moment like yeah yeah we're we're in killer bq together you know <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of stuff doesn't really happen all the time you know so and uh so yeah so it was greg's idea and i'm glad that that we uh, we stick with it it made it work yeah yeah and it does work it definitely, yeah, definitely
2: works i think you 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 can you can hear well when i was listening to it yeah you can hear every everybody brings their own bit of sound and I think it complements each other brilliantly yeah you've done a great job and I'm, I'm really excited for the, full, for the full record.
0: Thank you yeah it, it, was, it was really fun we wrote in sessions and they came here to Arizona where I live and, and Greg even joked uh, the other day we were doing an interview he said if you go to the desert and you keep walking in the desert you will find Max Cavalera in his rift <laughs> <laughs> Just there, playing in the
2: sun oh, yeah, yeah. So
0: he went in the desert looking for Max and his riffs, and he found it. You know, so, uh, um, so we did those sessions, and it was cool. It was three, four days, and then six months would go by, and we'd we'll do another one, and then another six months. So very slow, man. Like building something very, very slow. You gotta have a lot of patience. And the other thing we did was that we kept it a secret from the world. In a world of internet and there's no secrets, we kept this thing very secret. You know, we even joke about it. We said rule number one of Killer BQ: you don't talk about Killer BQ. <laughs> fight Club. It was like one of those Fight Club quotes, but we did it, man. And I think it was cool because Greg was talking to me, and he was like, "Man, sometimes some bands they they cue the anticipation because you've been hearing about talking about their album for." two years sometimes. The guys going to the bathroom with the phone, uh, you know, here I am in the bathroom right now, you know, this and that. And we didn't want any of that. So the label, the label knew we were going to make a record, but they had no idea what was going on, while we were writing the songs, you know, so everything was very secret and it paid off because when we released the first single, like a bomb, dropping a bomb in the world, like, it's here, it's finally here. And it's, it was nice to have like a, a real true surprise people were actually real surprised about about the the band coming back and making another record which i thought Mm. was was a cool plan that actually worked you know
1: yeah. And one one of my favorite things about hearing some of the material is that it's, it's not like you guys have just gotten together and gone, right, OK, this is going to be a thrash group or a heavy group or anything like that. You've actually all incorporated some of your favorite and signature sounds over the years into this project and just let you all be yourselves, be as creative as possible. So when you get into a room together, is it just hearing any ideas that come out and, and work on it?
0: Yeah, it was a lot of um, the, the the cool thing about was we did the, our first shows in Australia. We did a, the festival called Soundwave, and we got a new drummer band that used to be in Converge, and he was essential member. Finally, we got this killer drummer that will stay with us, and and then we went into this you know this this desert session things, and everybody brought cool stuff all the time. And it was cool because sometimes we're not, we wouldn't see each other for six, eight months. But so when the, when we saw each other, it was a, a, a real, truly happy feeling of, of being in a room with a guy that you really enjoy and you're good you're good friends with him, but you don't have to live with him. You know, mm-hmm. you're not with him 24 hours a day. That would have ruined it, you know? <laughs> So So because of that, all the sessions were important. And I think everybody brought something to the table. There is collaboration all around. Everybody, everybody brought ideas and riffs and vocal melodies. So it was definitely a band effort that it shows on the record.
1: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And one of the things I really want to talk to you about, Max, is the fact that like, over the years, if you look at all the projects and all the different bands and stuff you've created and being part in, it seems that you, you always love to go and write with some different people if it's guest features on Soulfly or just creating another project like this. I mean, for you, is that something you always look forward to is, is stepping out of your comfort zone and seeing what other people uh, have got to offer, see how they create and how they work in the industry?
0: Yeah, in in a weird way, you you can say that out of the comfort zone is my comfort zone. You know, it's like, I really enjoy, from the beginning, I always thought that metal should do more of these things, you know, and more... um, intersection of players playing with each other, with other bands. And, and I see more of that now than before. It makes me very happy. You know, you see uh, all the guys uh, collaborating. Of course, I got my bucket list, which includes people like Ozzy and Rob Halford, and Dixon, you know, the the Godfathers, or you know, the, the metal gods, you know. Um, but I, you know, I've been lucky to work with a lot of great people, you know, Benji, uh, in the beginning of Soulfly and, and uh Gino from Deftones and, and Corey from uh, Slipknot, also with uh, um, more underground uh guys too you know with like uh, nails and and um uh cattle decapitation and so I'm plugged in with everybody, like with the big names, also with the with the smaller guys. You know, mm, I don't make yeah. a decision. Uh, because of fame, you know, that doesn't come into the, into the final thing for me. For me, is music is music. Participation is what makes it cool. And, it, and it, most of the time I try to do it together with the guys in the room. When you can't, it, it, you send them the song and they sing on it, which is not as cool, not as exciting. Uh, you know, I remember recording Terrorist with Tom Araya. I was always a Slayer fan. So you know, for I, I for the whole week, oh, I listened was a Slayer, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so I, you know, listened to Hello Aces and Raining Blood nonstop, and uh, finally Tom came to the studio and we we made the song and it was amazing. It was just one of one of the great great things. And also in the same record, I end up recording with Sean Lennon, you know, the son of John Lennon, and it was like he's a Beetle, there's a Beatles blood royal blood in my house right now holy shit that's crazy yeah that's mad isn't it yeah that's and he was the nicest guy in the world the nicest guy and we did a song for our dads you know called Sun Song that was really cool to, to sing about such subject yeah that's that's awesome Um, yeah well yeah like we've said like
2: you've collaborated with so many people was there has there been anyone in particular who's kind of like shocked you with like their writing style or the way they work or the way they do things is there anything a bit different of anyone you can remember
0: um y- yeah t- c- Corey was grave jumped the fuck up there's a there's a cool story because i knew he was coming to town while i was in the studio there was a slipknot show happening so i made a plan to drive there and kidnap him from his soundcheck <laughs> and bring him to the studio you know you know, so we drove there with my friend in a car and we show up at Soundcheck and I'm like, Corey, you going to the studio with me right now? We're going to record Jump the Fuck Up, you know? Um, which is crazy. Like, who who does that? People don't do that kind of shit, man, you know? Um, and he came to the studio and we recorded and all the parts fitting perfectly. And I love his vocals on the song. I think it's one of the the greatest uh, things he ever done. It is on Jump the Fuck Up. It's actually so fly our second biggest song on Spotify is, uh, is Jump the Fuck Up. It's huge. A lot of people love the song, and I think it turned out killer. And then the same night, you know, we drove him back to the venue, and I just ended up just hanging out there and watching Slipknot and getting him or getting drunk and it. <laughs> <doing something. laughs> yeah. So it's almost like a perfect day. You know, if I, could, if I could, can go back on a perfect day, that would be
2: a perfect day. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you've got to commend Corey for being able to go into the studio, record, and then go and play a show after it as well. Like, fair
0: play to yeah. him, that's good. Plus, he good never puns. heard the song. He never heard the song. You know, it was wow. Just, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is the crazy stuff that, you know, it was not like, he knew I was coming. I called him, so a week before, I, made, I told him that I wanted him to be on the record, and he was excited, but I didn't send him the song. Um, So I show up, grab him from the soundtrack, come to the studio, play the song for the first time, and he starts singing on the spot like that. Like, no bullshit, man. That's cool. That's true. That's truly, like, artist shit, you know? Like, you can't be there for it. And, of course, yeah, he did the show afterward, which is incredible, you know? So uh, what an amazing day. And, you know, I'm a big fan of guys that do stuff like that, you Mm. know? No. On the last record we had similar thing with uh, Josh Wilbur is a producer of Lamb of God and I asked Randy to be on the record. So Josh was doing a, another record with, with with Randy and he mentioned to Randy you, you have to make a song with Max for Max, you know, Soulfly record. And they record all the other stuff, forgot about my song. They went back to the hotel and it was like midnight, Josh called Randy like, we forgot to do the Mac song. You know? <gasps> oh, no. They went they went back to the studio at one in the morning and recorded. Wow. Which is like Wow. Salute, awesome. brother. You know? Yeah. That's Dedication. Like, yeah, they could' pretty much said, fuck off. I'm not doing it. Sorry, <laughs> Max. I'm going to bed, you know. But uh yeah, I'm glad that it happened. It became one of the coolest songs. It's a it's a track called Dead Behind the Ice on the mm. last record that. Is it's really powerful old school stuff.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, but if we're if we reminiscing some guest appearances, I mean, we've got to bring up bleed with Fred Durst. I mean, one of Sean's favorite musicians of all time. Uh, how did how did that one come about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was making his first Soulfly record with um, uh, with Ross Robinson. Of course, was a producer of Corn and Limp Bizkit, and. Uh, I love that first Biscuit record. I really think, that, especially the guitars. You know, it's a lot mm, of yeah. really cool guitar stuff on the record. So it was not really uh, much up to me. It was more like Ross knew him, so he called him, and uh, he came to the studio. Of course, he was. They weren't as big then as, as as they end up being later. You know. So there's a one funny thing that happened that we cut it out of the record, but in the end of bleed, Fred goes. Oh shit. I just recorded with Max Cavallero. We we <laughs> took the part out. Oh no, we kept it. It was cool. It was cool. It was one of those cool moments. But uh yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun. Uh we ended up doing the video together. He's on the mm-hmm. vi- on the bleed video. Yeah. And I think the part that he made for the song was killer because the song is about Dana, Gloria's uh, son that was murdered. So it's a very heavy subject about murder and gangs and police uh, abuse of police corruption. Fred doesn't know Dana, you know, never met him, but he really captured in his words, you know, when he goes, i put a sorry ass in the package, you piece of shit, See you and deliver from a savage. And now you're going down, you envious clown, fucking blit. Uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. I'm super proud of that track. You know, I think it's, I think it came out cool. The whole record was a, was, was a crazy experience. I was in a crazy spot in my life, just left Sepultura. So I was in really kind of this like no man's land. I had nothing to lose from now on. I have no hope and I have no fear so I can do whatever the fuck I want and I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. So this record just went everywhere. You have Brazilian drums, crazy Brazilian guitars. You have Fred Durst, you have Chino from the Deftones. you <laughs> have Benji doing a song called Prejudice Against Racism. Um, it's, a, it's a crazy fucking record. And I remember that I decided to bury the tapes in the studio ground because I knew it was burial ground from Indians like 200 years ago, so we bury the tapes. We make this big hose in the ground. We bury all the tapes and let it there for 24 hours. Unbury it the next day, <laughs> and we send it to Andy Wallace in this, you know, wrapped up in plastic full of mud. And Andy Wallace got the tapes. He called Gloria like, "Why is there mud all over the plastic?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> I couldn't understand why the shit was all dirty. You know, why is why is and it's like, oh yeah, Max buried the tapes in the ground. <laughs> yeah. In my crazy mind, I really believe the the power of the record was from burying it in the ground. You know, yeah. It was actually uh, the record went gold in America when we mm. used to sell records, you know. Before yeah, the screen yeah. ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. bastards, yeah. Bastards. Um, that's,
2: yeah, what a what a brilliant story. Yeah, yeah that's that's amazing. That's really yeah.
1: for. You, you don't get that anymore. I mean, people are just sending files over laptops, and and you know the album they just send it over you to people. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you
2: you can't bury you can't bury an MP3. Can you? <laughs> How can you bury an MP3? Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I mean, we don't. Nobody uses those tapes anymore. You know, the big tapes. Not, not even like we don't. It's it's too expensive, and and m- m- mostly producers don't even. I think know how to record or don't even want to record on that. That's like no use. But I, I fell in love with that uh, the old way school of recording the analog way, man, which uh, to me, all the great records were done like that. Black Sabbath, Motorhead, you know, those are the classics. And they were done in analog tape tapes like that. So I always tell that to, to the guys I'm playing with that, you, you can use Pro Tools and fix everything and make it perfect, but you can never put personality into the Pro Tools, you know? So your, your personality is the way you play. And even with mistakes, I think it's cool to, to keep some of those uh, alive. So I try to – I record with Pro Tools because we have to but if, if the guy producer asked me can I just fly this riff that you play on the second part of the song I said no fuck no I'm playing this riff even if I play slightly different I'll do one little thing a little bit different it's the same riff but I'd rather do it man I'd rather you know it's like people are fucking lazy just play the fucking riff you're gonna have to play alive live later on anyway you know
2: yeah uh, well that's yeah that's part of it and it's I think um yeah, loads of records today. Like a lot of a lot of me- metal records, I hear coming out are so tuned and so like um, you know after affected that you kind of like lose the personality, and it kind of just feel it feels a bit dumb and just kind of like any like anybody like compute just like in computer as right. if a computer had made it. I'd rather personality, like you said. I'd rather you. I'd rather you're a bum note than you're you know everything perfectly tuned all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's something that I fight hard for. That in in my in my world, that's why all the killer BQ were all sessions with all the guys. We didn't sell, we didn't send any. We couldn't send uh, sharing files in a computer, you know. But it was like, nah, let's. I rather wait five months and be in a room with a guy and show him the riff than send him the riff by computer. Is like kind of misses, loses the. Uh, the attraction, I guess, you know, and it was, it was, all right, you know, it was okay to wait the wait actually make it better because every, every time we did those sessions, the six months went by, we knew people were going to bring more things to the table. And then we were really excited for the next time we're going to get together. What else is bringing, you know, who else is bringing more cool shit. And it happened every fucking time somebody had something cool that they brought to the rep you know so that's uh you you can't you can't do that you know if, if if you're doing by computer you know it's uh um same with the with the recording you can quant quantize i guess make it make it perfect you know but the human being is not perfect you know and it's like sometimes mistakes are the best things that ever happen in in rock songs yeah you know correct it's, uh you got to kind of go back to to the classic riffs you know but uh, I'm sure a lot of it was out of pure I don't know frustration or something this cool riff came out of it you know and it wasn't they didn't need a computer to make it perfect you know so I I'm, I'm old school on, on that way <laughs> of thinking you know yeah uh, it's, it's good for the music yeah yeah,
2: well, yeah like you said um, November 20th now the album Reluctant Hero comes out who mixed it is it are you all down as producers, or did you have like somebody there as well
0: to help? Uh, did, who mixed? We had there? Josh Wilbur. Yeah. Josh Wilbur was the producer of the first one, and he's cool because he call you out. Like if you have something that's shitty, he will look at you, straight in the eye, and say, "This is shit. You can do much better than you know." <laughs> I know you. This is not the best you can do. Go back to the drawing room, and that's in a very, in a very, uh, it humbles you. And I don't take it personally, man. I told him you can you can you can cuss at me. You can tell my shit is sucks. Actually, I like that because it makes me want to go back and try to do something better. Um, so he was that kind of producer, you know, not not uh, ass kissing producer. Sometimes mm, you have a guy yeah. that just, every idea you give, he gonna like, oh, it's, it's beautiful, it's brilliant. When sometimes you you need somebody with a little bit of filter, honesty, a filter that calls the bullshit when you're bullshit. You need to be called on it. <laughs> you know, and uh, and Josh did that, you know, and I, I, I love working with him. I end up working with him on the Soulfly last record, Ritual. We end up making one of the, to me, it was one of the coolest Soulfly records we ever made because we have a, a bit of both things. We had the, the, the tribal aspects of old Soulfly, but we also had the extreme metal stuff of the extreme stuff I listened to all in the same record. So Josh Weber is a bit like kind of a killer BQ secret weapon, I guess, you know, like almost like a, not a member of the band, but definitely a huge part of the sound and the ideas of the record.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And obviously you've mentioned, uh, you've been working on new soul stuff at the moment while being stuck in that and at home and everything. Um, but h- how's it coming so far? Is it, is it just you and your son kind of jamming ideas at the moment or, or is it their actual, uh, a thought about what this next record could possibly be?
0: Yeah. Right now it's really in the early stages of, of writing. it just riffs right now. We're just doing riffs and, uh, the cool thing about Zion, the way he plays drums, is is a bit like a wild animal. You know, he has no restraint, man, and you just he just unleashes on the drum kit, pure, pure brutality, power drumming. You know, and I love that. I love that. So that takes me back to a lot of my the the, the early records that I like, a lot of the the old uh, entombed stuff, and. Uh, uh, Carcass and Napalm Death out of control shit, you know so I think we have that kind of spirit going on on a lot of the the new tracks and also maybe from the max tracks, again inspired by the old songs I think, you know, the old material becomes an inspiration so I think we're, we're going to be able to create something unique from all that experience from from the old stuff should the new stuff like Killer BQ probably be somehow an influence on the record also in some parts of the record. Um, So we're just going to maybe bring all that uh, into the the new Soulfly. And and hopefully, I don't know when it's going to come out. I know we're going to record it next year, but I'm not sure it's going to come out next year. I don't know yet. You know, we got to kind of wait and see, but I'm using the time uh, to write, which is great. You know, it's all we can do right now is, Write music. We we were able to do two video clips for Killer BQ, which was nice. Uh, Deconstruction, self destruction, and Dream Gone Bad, uh, which was done here in Phoenix, and it came out really cool. It's almost like uh, you're having an epileptic seizure when you watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so much fucking strobe. I told the director, "You're you're the craziest strobe guy I ever worked with." <laughs> uh, And it's cool. I I like, I like the energy. I like the energy of the, of the videos. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to have, you know, keep rolling, have um, more music for next year.
2: Nice. Um, when, when, when can you be expected to get back in the room with the rest of killer be killed now? Do you have a plan to get together?
0: We not don't have you know, the last things we did was the videos. Um, there's always the possibility of a of a streaming show like a Lamb of God just did. I think that's a possibility that we can look at it maybe for next year, uh, and hopefully the pandemic open up and we can tour. You know, because I think this record it'll be um, it'll be a waste if you don't tour for this record. You know, I honestly think this deserves to 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 be played live. There's we did those shows in Australia, and it was so much fun that yeah, we f- we all felt like young teenage kids, even though we're all fifty, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with, with great beards, but with with a young with a young teenage spirit, you know. Um, so yeah, for sure, we we uh, we look forward to to a European festival tour. I would have loved to to, to uh, if Killer BQ could play like one of the big uh, UK festivals, you know. Uh, Download download, or Redding Redding
2: leads. yeah
0: yeah yeah. and and, uh,
2: what's the other one the real famous one uh, Download Monsters used to be Monsters of Rock
0: Um, Glastonbury what else have we got Glastonbury oh that'd be the one yeah I think think Killer you be Killer (laughs) you'll be Killer
2: (laughs) 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 yeah Killer Be Killed would be Killer, Max, yeah. Um, yeah. Gla- yeah, yeah, or gla- yeah, killer be killed in Glastonbury, or you would scare some hippies. It'd be I'd amazing. Love to see that <laughs> oh, it'd, be, it'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, and and Max, just a couple of uh, very quick things now before before you go. Um, you, you've mentioned with New Soulfly in particular, you've been able to kind of you know, get yourself involved and and had a, a lot more family aspect that has that. Bands gone on. How how has it been for you incorporating him into music and writing with your son and kind of seeing that that bond musically as well?
0: Yeah, that's that's something that's really special to me because since they were born, they were you know uh, they were brought up in this metal world. I mean, I have pictures of uh, you know early um, So Flight stuff, even even Sepultura were my sons zion and Igor are sleeping on top of guitar cases <laughs> and Ozzy singing in the background you know wow like, i actually we have pictures of that it's, it's it's like insane you know so they were born into this world and of course they they could have become doctors or accountants or or uh politicians but i was always hoping Become a musician, please. <laughs> yes. No. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, so they, they decided both of them do music. I play. Uh, Zion plays drums with uh, with me and Soulfly. My other son Igor has got a great, cool band called Healing Magic, and they're kind of stoner type thing. Awesome, awesome band, you know. Um, so yeah, we have a we have a pretty metal family, like a true true to the sense. The Sundays here are full of metal. We, we do barbecues outside with metal blasting, you know, uh, we go outside and we jam, we jam metal, we jam, the neighbors love it, love us for it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, nice. actually, my neighbor is actually pretty cool. He's actually an Aussie fan. Um, I don't know if he likes too so much of the, the heavy stuff I play when I get, when, you know, the, the napalm Arcus shit probably freak him out a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're we're a, a full on metal family that works together. You know, my wife is uh is the manager and got she has great ideas. Max tracks was her idea. Um and and uh, I wouldn't change nothing for them, and that was always the what I wanted to create was this uh kind of like metal empire type thing, you know. And I think we are we are cre- we are creating that and um and it's really cool to to be part of a family that everybody is involved somehow in, in some way or another uh, in the music and, the, and uh and what we are doing and that and uh for me playing with zion is it's, it's a blast and and, uh, and at the same time that that can be a pain in the ass sometimes i have to bribe him to pay him extra money like yeah. <laughs> I give you a hundred dollars if you play this song, you know? <laughs> but
2: also, I was gonna, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say it. Like, have you ever had to pull the, I'm the dad, you card? Have you ever been like, you're playing our own. I'm your father. Play it differently. Have you ever had to like, just whip out the dad card?
0: Yeah. We, we, we butt heads a couple of times, you know, he, 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 he tells me I'm too old. I don't know how the world works anymore, you know? And he's probably <laughs> right. He's probably, you know, because I don't have a cell phone and then, uh, you know, I don't have a an Instagram account, and I, I don't. I just don't have things. You know, it's not me. But yeah, but I think we 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 make it work. You know, because I, I like his I like his enthusiasm and his energy, and even in a lot of the ideas, he brings a lot of. He's he comes. He listens to a lot of hip hop. You know, like that's his, that's his music, uh, like favorite stuff that he listens to, and a lot of the ideas that he comes to me are actually based on hip hop stuff which is kind of cool because it it gives me like a new different outlook in what we can maybe do with metal you know so so he does have a lot of cool ideas so we we're gonna keep working on that but definitely uh like a proud dad thing you know and he gets every record he he uh he builds up you know like i say he's kind of like a wild animal on drums and and that's great. I love that energy. That's, uh, that's the stuff that you can't learn that in school. It's inside of you. It comes out naturally. You, you know you, There's no school for that, you know. Uh, his school was behind the, the, the sleeping on guitar cases, even, even sitting behind Soulfly drummers his whole life. You know, he sat behind My Myorga, Joe Nunes, my brother. Igor, yeah. you know, great drummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we play with Black Sabbath, we ask uh, Bill Ward's wife if he could sit behind Bill Ward, <laughs> and uh, she said, yeah, you know, and I was fucking jealous of him. I said, I should be sitting there. I'm not a drummer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh.
1: Incredible. That's, that's very, very, very touching. And just, just last question from me. Um, you've told some um, beautiful stories on this. Um, but when we do these podcasts, I always have a, a little look on the Internet to see if there's any any wild things I, I can see to, to kind of bring up. And it, I just want to know if this is true. I, I've seen something that said that you actually appeared uh, on an off-camera role on the Scorpion King film doing the uh, screams for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character.
0: Yes. <laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: mad. That's,
0: yeah, uh, you've... It was... You, uh, you, voiced,
2: you voiced the rock. That's unbelievable. You voiced yeah, the rock.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were... I was approached by them. It was the the guy responsible for the sound effects of the movie. It was a big Max Sepultura Soulfly fan. And my voice kind of knew that my screams were a little tougher than rock screams. He, he's probably tougher than me physically. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but we don't know. We don't know. In the throat section, I, I beat him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, nice. I have a bigger scream, and uh, so yeah, we we did it. We went to we went to L.A. in a big fancy studio, and I made all these fucking crazy screams. It Was the easiest money I ever made. You know, I like I think we get paid quite good for it. You know, it was one of those crazy things. Like I can't believe they're paying me for this. You know, one of those situations. I'm getting paid for this shit for to to fucking scream, you know. Um, But it was cool. My name was in the end of the movie in the credits. They they actually put my name. You know, it's kind of it's it's a little it's kind of fun to flirt with that kind of world. There's been a couple Mm -hmm. things like songs. There was an Elbow song on a movie called. uh, There's a Nicole Kidman movie. uh, Too young to die or something, you know, but. Also, like Sepultura music has been in a lot of movies like uh, Talladega Nights. There's Inner Self, when the cars are crashing, they're playing Inner Self. Um, and that's always fun. That's always kind of, but never been approached to actually being an actual serious yeah. movie you know i don't think yeah. i have the chops for that
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well yes yeah, um yeah thank you so yeah. much for giving us your time um i incredible. literally have one one more thing i've got to know about cuz when i found out about it when i saw it about 12 years ago i remember just i've i've always been a big settle tour and soulfly fan and i remember seeing a video on youtube where somebody put Pavarotti
0: singing roots. Have you seen the video? I heard about this, but and I heard the song, and I I don't know. I mean, it sounds sounds real.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. I just I saw it, and I was like,
0: "What's the ah, What? How was this come to together?" Do. Yeah, I have nothing to do with that personally. Yeah. Uh, although I love to take credit for that, I can't. One of those it's one of those crazy internet things man. yeah there's a lot of them and there's a lot <laughs> I don't of them know if it's true or, or 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 fake i don't know but definitely exists you know definitely uh the, the internet is, is a crazy place man you know it's the craziest memory of it to me it was uh you know I, I, a couple weeks ago i chopped off my big dreadlocks that I had grown for 20 years and we posted a picture and it fucking blew up the internet it was like it was mad you know there was people calling us and wanted to know it, it was is this real did you really cut your fucking hair it's like yeah man what have you um
2: yeah what have you done with the dreads
0: now where are the dreads i'm gonna bury in the background
2: <laughs> yeah nice 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 well that's come full circle yeah that's awesome awesome oh, um, yeah, yeah cool well yeah Yeah. thank you so so much for your time um thank you very much for the music over the years and yeah congratulations on killer be killed the songs are out now are brilliant the album is out november the 20th it's called reluctant hero and um yeah i'm really fucking psyched Dre. thank you so so much max this has been awesome thank
1: you thank you thank
2: you i appreciate both of you
0: guys um keep the good work on the podcast i actually uh Check out a little bit of the one you guys did with Spirit Box.
1: Oh, I nice. think oh, cool. Oh, wow. thank you.
0: Yeah, last episode was really cool. So um, I was excited to be part of this and be talking to you guys. And so yeah, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable <laughs> for me to hear. <laughs> right. Thank Andy, you very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, it means Thanks, the man. absolute world.
1: Thank you. All right, guys, take care. You yeah or C
2: I'm guessing that's well that's Spanish is that Portuguese as well? because that's what they speak in Brazil they're Portuguese I just realised how stupid that was of me to ask both me and you who cannot even speak English let alone any other language uh, again thank you very much thank you very much to Max Cavalera <laughs> even just saying that is mental <laughs> to me like that's so funny what a great guest what a lovely fella i wasn't expecting it and yeah he was brilliant he was amazing and um yeah i had to get my pavarotti question in at the end day oh yeah um because because i remember that video kind of going viral years ago for people who don't know there's a video online if you type in pavarotti roots bloody roots Somebody's like overdubbed themselves doing a Pavarotti impression over Soulfly, and um, yeah, I just needed to know what Max thought of it. And just if he'd known about it, and he did know about it, so <laughs> yeah, you well know.
1: that's the, that's the thing, Sean. If we've got these icons of the of certain genres, icons, Roosevelt. mind. <laughs> are you saying icon
2: is it a small I and a big C? Icons! <laughs> icons like, Sorry, icons. I sat,
1: I sat on the cap blocks then. But if we're getting like icons, <laughs> of, icons. of certain genres <laughs> on the <laughs> fuck off <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> then we should ask him these wild questions that nobody else is, uh, is gonna. I mean I wanted to know about the invoice in the rock, so Pavarotti the Rock, Max Cavaliera it's all going it's mad, on. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I learned in that because you didn't previously tell me before no. we started talking about him about that Rock bit, and I'm thinking that's a little bit slimeog because really we should be sharing information. Yeah, but, but at the same of time, you have to bring up at any at point the, uh, rather than you just <laughs> wait there now, wait there now, rather than you holding on to the information, right? So you can show off with your good questions that fucking nobody expects, right? And there's me like little <laughs> mouth open going you did what it's like I'm it's like almost as if I'm the surprise guest on the podcast going you fucking did what Max you're the rock's voice unbelievable but that's that's but, the thing
1: yeah. that's the thing because you your reaction alone is worth the sound bite to increase the excitement on the podcast.
2: So... Well, I tell you what, then. From now on, we won't have any guests, right? And you just tell me facts about somebody we might have had on. Right? You tell me weird facts about people we might have had on and I'll react. Uh, We've become a reaction podcast now we have. Jesus Christ. But yes, what a great chat with Max. Thank you very much. Check out Reluctant Hero by Killer Be Killed right now. It is out on Nuclear Blast. And, um... Yeah, big shout-out to Emma Van Diz. As always, what a legend, what a hero, I love her.
1: Yes, same here. Um, but yeah, it's just great to hear how passionate Max was about everything. As Sean mentioned, go and check out the new Killer Be Killed. I'm very excited to the possibility that they'll eventually get to play the UK or Europe or anything like that. And uh, keep an eye out for Max's Max tracks that he'll be performing twice a week online as well. Um, but Sean we've been very busy lately obviously you know it's coming to the yeah. to the end of 2020 now it's been um a, a, a hectic year but yeah i'm excited i'm excited for the for the new year to come and some guests we've uh secretly been recording behind the scenes
2: yeah well yeah we've got some fantastic fantastic podcasts to come out now over the next couple of weeks and months um Including some other legends that fucking nobody was expecting us to be able to probably get to. And even get on. Because you would have thought, like, somebody would have done some research for them and then would have gone, no, don't come on there, don't go on there. But they have, so um, yeah, I can't wait. Um, yesterday, you made me aware of the fact that we have an episode coming out on Christmas Day. We do, yeah. Um, which is a little bit worrying. But we'll probably have to do something festively special, I think, for that. So we'll see. We'll see what we can do. We we'll can see what to, we can pull out. Well,
1: to tell you right now, Sean, um, I, I did message someone, and he said that he's checking. A, he's got a list, and he's going to be checking it twice, just to see if one of us is either naughty I or nice. Thought,
2: I thought you had emailed the fella we were talking about yesterday, and he'd already got back to you. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that, fella? <laughs>
1: Um, uh, but yes, we'll, we'll do Just to let everyone know Christmas Day We will put something out Because, you know We're nice like that As a gift from us to you There will be some stupid Silly and possibly funny content for you to listen to on that day, and to keep updated with everything surrounding Sapnin' Podcast and who we're going to have on, why not go and follow us on social media at Sapnin' Pod? We say it every week because I know there's loads of you who listen who don't follow us on stuff. Bastards,
2: they are. They're called bastards. Yep, at Sapnin' Pod, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at
1: S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast Apple, Spotify, Acast wherever and let us know some suggestions of who you want in future weeks maybe next year and just your favourite memories over the last two years of this and of course we need to give a massive shout out to our podcast patreon community that's patreon.com forward slash zapning. without them this podcast wouldn't be able to happen each and every friday uh, if you go and check out that page there is loads of exclusive content that we only put up on our patreon wall we dig out stuff from both sean and mine's past uh, and just create stuff for everyone to enjoy so that's patreon.com forward slash zapning.
2: That sounded really dodgy then when you said we dig out things from our past.
1: Yeah, I didn't... Um, I, I, Again, I did one of those things where I started a sentence and didn't really know where I was going to end it. Um, but what I meant is that I, you know, we've just found stuff from the archives of m- my former career as a radio host and your time in the blackout. Your former career? Well, I, this this is... I'm not on radio now, am I? I'm on this... Uh, this is a podcast.
2: Oh, no, no, I know. But, you know, it's not... You can't be a future. There's no reason you can't be a future radio presenter. That's true. Normally.
1: Might make a comeback.
2: <laughs> radio make a comeback. now. when Brexit happens now, when everything's absolutely fucked and everyone's crying again and we go back to World War Two rations like everybody seems to want, um, perhaps Radio make a massive comeback and you'll be back in Radio Cardiff King of Radio Cardiff <laughs> I
1: reckon yeah oh, this right, is to th-
2: change the name to Radio Morgan should change <laughs> right name
1: this to. is going way off the rails is there anything you- nice you'd like to mention about the Patreon or are you gonna um, have a go with them Oh, the Patreon people mm.
2: I love him You know I love him They know I love him They better fucking know I love him Because <laughs> Jesus Christ I tell him every week And to the point where I think They think I'm being sarcastic now And But I do genuinely love him All very very much um, Yeah Thanks to all the people Who are Have been a part of the Patreon Are part of the Patreon If you're considering it um, Not thank you Yet Do it Yeah In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger Do it Come on You son of a bitch uh, Get Yeah Join the Patreon. Um, and, and of course, not only are there people mentioned in the description of this episode, which Morgan has written out beautifully by hand. Thank yes, you. He <laughs> yes, he used a pen. Yes, he used a pen. But also, we need to thank the, uh, the very top tiers of our Patreon who have changed some of their names. So here we go. Uh-
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,.
2: Um, thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwui, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Janelle I thought stealing Morgan's tracky bottoms would make me rich it didn't, Castan, Nathan Crowshaw, Kelly Young, Dilly I sold Morgan's tracky bottoms for a night with Adam Driver but ended up with Warwick Davis Grimwood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think Warwick Davis is probably more attractive than Adam Driver. Anyway, Sarah, I might have Morgan's missing tracky bottom and burnt him in a fire with his curtains, James. What's this about your tracky bottoms, bud? Uh why you
1: they If you, if you recall on last week's episode, um I there was a bit where I mentioned I started crying um because I couldn't find tracky bottoms. So I think what they have done is use the Thank humor you. of of that of that story to yeah. um, try make me cry again on the podcast. So uh, listen to the cool. end of uh, listen to the end to find out if I do cry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good. Stick with us, everyone. Paul, bottom off fish, titwanks for the win, Urshfield. That was in regards to what would you prefer, the top half of The Mermaid or the bottom half? Um, Liam Conley, Scooby Drew Styles, Kelly Owen, Michael Engler, Cat Besant, Amidine Barnall loves Kelly Young so, 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 so much. Laura Mar Sanchez, Loz, what a legend, Tony Michael, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott, I have Mog's missing tracky bottoms, or do I Jones? Bert, Simon Amos, Jody Shannon, Ollie selling a pair of tracky bottoms for a 5 <laughs> <laughs> I love how much the Patreon love having a go at us, pair of chits. Kate Stevenson, Danny Eaton, thank you again, Danny. Jenny the st- the shooter monster. Lucy Diaz, Becky Andy, Martina McManus, Emily Senegals, Kelly Mallory, John and Emma, Erin Howard, Jason O'Redia, Jenny Robson, Marcy Jacobson, Louis Cook, Sandra Kuichek, Craig Top our Fish it is, Aris, Kelly Cannon. Kevin Clark Circumcised Livy Cropper James McNaught Tadlula Grant Stewart I might have Morgan's Missy Tracky Bottoms and I'm never giving them back McNaught Sharifa Wadali Lydia Henderson Dana Lasnava Julia what do you call a Spanish pop punk band Hispanic at the disco Ravitch yeah uh, that's not my word not my word I'm reading right I am reading Take it up with Julia Ravich, anyone, right? TJ, I have a particular set of skills and stealing Morgan's tracky bottoms is one of them, Ambler Lashatak. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining. Um, Crisp Tarrant, nice one. Nice one, Josh. Adam Parslow, and last by no means least, Alice has floppy wood. That is weird. They are
1: brilliant. <laughs> Thank wow. you
2: very much to all of those people. I appreciate you very, very much. Please never die.
1: I don't know which one of you actually does have my tracksuit bottoms but I will find you and I will ask for them back.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can ask them back. Yeah, you don't have to find them then.
1: Um, okay, if if anyone finds tracksuit bottoms um, I, I would like a pair. Um, that's that's not oh, no. so,
2: oh you just want a paid tracks you bought any <laughs> pedotric,
1: not the ones you lost. <laughs> I was just gonna say it sounds like I'm asking someone to yeah. send this hey guys, is gone way
2: go. yeah. Look. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh we should can you put some sad music in the background of this? <laughs> right. Hey guys, it's Christmas and little old Morgan's legs and feet are cold. If you could supply two pound a month, you could help Keep Morgan's thighs and calves warm. Check out Patreon.com/sapnin, slash sapnin, or little Morgan will lose his legs. Uh, oh, I, <laughs> that was dark. I, yeah, it went dark towards the end, but I couldn't help it. I was gonna go with frostbite, but I just went with loses, and yeah. I couldn't think of frostbite or so legs. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, any more? Uh, Raiders pfft. stuff is out. Check it out. Yeah. RaidersbandUK.com bandcamp.com i guess um what about you a band mug Um, uh
1: my band is not formed yet um i'm waiting for adam Lazaro from taking back sunday to realize that you know me and him should form a band together Uh, but you can follow me on my social media pages at mh richards underscore on twitter and instagram have a laugh at me trying to model and like my tweets i guess
2: nice um, I'm at Sean Smith Sucks on Twitter and fake Sean Smith on Instagram and due to both of those names I cannot get verified on either platform so that's brilliant please give me a follow it's mainly misery
1: <laughs> as you as you like to say Sean everything has turned to shit fuck yeah
2: F yeah Yeah. ID. Well, yeah, this has been episode 106 of Sapnin Podcast with the amazing Max Cavalera. I'm going to laugh every time I say his name because it's ridiculous to me that he came on and I fucking love it. Cheers again to Max. Cheers to Emma. Cheers to anybody who supports us in any way, shape or form. If you've shared it, liked it, rated it, sent it to a friend, that means the absolute fucking world to us. Right. And I had to swear to show you how much that means to me. Right. Because it's the only way I can prove feelings towards anything is by being aggressive. I love you very much. Don't you (laughs) dare fucking die, right? And it's only 25 days to my birthday as well. So, you know, if you want to support the Patreon, if you join the IST, and you've done it for my birthday, put in brackets just for Sean. So, I know it's for my birthday and Morgan won't get a fucking share of it. Wow. Wow you know you will you know you fucking will Sapnin! Sapnin (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Sablin
2: ah bloody hell you're listening to Sablin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know
0: what else you do with podcasts Um, thank you very much